This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to our Faith Moments series, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim the Sunday Mass readings. I'm Dina Marie, and as we come together today, we are entering into the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time on Sunday, September 24th. If you're just new to the podcast, I welcome you. This is a podcast you can find on YouTube as well as the Matre Day Radio, Matre Day Radio Hail Mary Media app, which is a free app. And you can also hear this on Mater Day Radio's website. It's a weekly podcast available for you to download at any time on your favorite podcast platform. Those of you who have joined me for quite a while, great to have you back with us again. And I love the theme that we will hear from these readings today. I call it a priceless payment. You know, many of us are working in the world still, or you had an opportunity to work. I remember, you know, some of my first jobs as a young person were babysitting. That was certainly one of my first jobs. And then, of course, the first job where I went out and had an employer and got a paycheck was working at McDonald's. And I rode my bike down uh, maybe about a mile or so away from our house and had that first job where I got to have a a paycheck. And what was I going to do with that? payment? How was I going to spend that money? How was I going to allow that to enhance my life? Well, what we're going to talk about is the the price, the priceless payment, you know, a, a wage that goes beyond our understanding. And this is the wage. This is the gift. This is the grace of God. So let's begin today with, again, I want to open with the collect prayer, which you'll hear in this Sunday's mass readings. The prayer is the first prayer that the priest offers in the morning. So he will say, let us pray. And so let us hear the prayer of the church for this 25th Sunday in ordinary time. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you, and of our neighbor, grant that by keeping your precepts, we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And as I talk about this priceless payment, here's the word in the collect prayer today, eternal life. 
This is the core. This is the foundation that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the priceless payment that we are going to hear about in these readings today. We go to our first reading, which is a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Takes us to chapter 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God, who is generous in forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 145. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Every day will I bless you and I will bless your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Our second reading is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death. For to me, life is Christ and death is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Only conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the gospel of St. Matthew. We go to chapter 20. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and he went out again around noon and around three o'clock, and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. 
He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden and the heat? He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said in the beginning, I have this thought of a priceless payment, a priceless payment. And we get a hint of that payment in the collect prayer that those who found their lives on the commandment of the sacred law, which is love God and love neighbor. This is what we learn from Jesus. He opens up the law, the law to the Jews that had so many different things to do, clean this and prepare that and go here and don't go there on this time or this place. But Jesus just sums it up to love. It's a way of life. Love is it's a choice. It's a choice, you know, following a ritual of how to clean a cup or how to prepare a dish of food or what to eat or how to serve it or prepare it. You know, those are different ways in which to do things. But how do you live your life? What's the way in which you live your life? Jesus calls his life. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. When we start to imitate Jesus's love, it comes from our inner self. It comes from our heart, our thoughts. How do I think about another person? You know, that's not something that many people can observe are my thoughts, how I think about you. Do I love you in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions? But Jesus is saying that in that love, of God and neighbor, we can merit eternal life. As we conform or change, as we are changed, when we be changed, we are changed because of the love of God that we've received, and now we become that love of God. And so here's the the writing of Isaiah, and it's the end of the book of Isaiah, It's so pretty. In fact, I want to just go to, this is uh, verses six through nine. It's such a short section of Isaiah, but I uh, looked it up again, you know, in Isaiah, 
In chapter 55, it's called An Invitation to Grace. And it's um, it's a fairly long chapter. It's got uh, 13 verses. And a lot of this, if you read back chapter 55, you will think back to our Easter vigil where we hear the words, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come receive grain and eat. You know, there's these beautiful verses of this this bountiful feast, this wonderful banquet that is laid out for us from the Lord, a Lord who is gracious and kind, who is his overabundant in his giving, in his giving. And, and we hear in verse six, seek the Lord while he may be found, call to him while he is near. So the Lord is bountiful. He's full of kindness. He's always seeking us. He's always out there offering the gifts, the gifts of grace, but he, he needs to have us seek him. He won't force himself upon us. He will simply be there to be available, to be sought. You know, there's a, a great series that was produced several years ago by the Augustine Institute and hosted by Krista Fanek, a popular Catholic speaker called The Search. You know, are you searching for the truth? Are you searching for God? Are you actively seeking? And the reality is that that seeking can happen at any time or possibly at different intervals in our own lives. You know, I remember for me, you know, as a young person uh, from my grade school or grammar school into middle school, I had this seeking of the Lord because I was involved in faith formation. I was involved in Sunday school and learning about the Bible and hearing the stories of the Bible and going to weekly youth gatherings and, and starting to break open, you know, the, the word of God. And so there was that seeking of the Lord, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, I remember singing songs of the Lord, but then there was a period of time where I wasn't really seeking the Lord. I was seeking good grades. I was seeking that job of, of a paycheck. You know, as I mentioned, my first job working in, in the restaurant industry, and then I worked in retail for many years. In fact, for my whole time of college, I think that I had a minimum of three jobs for my freshman year to my uh, my college senior year of whether I was working for the actual college as a as a dorm manager to help pay for my room and board, but I always worked. And so I, I sought that more temporal reward. And it wasn't until my later years of adulthood where I started to get back. In fact, that the image that is behind me is an image of the beautiful Oregon coast. And it was during my time living at the Oregon coast where I started to really seek the Lord again from the earlier seeds that were planted as a child in that early faith formation, those seeds started to sprout up again. And, and I started to want to seek to know the Lord. And there's this beautiful part in chapter 55 of Isaiah that says, for just as from the heavens, the rain and snow come down and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful 
giving seed to them who sows and bread to him who eats, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. The word of the Lord will not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. And it may be at a different time in our lives that we actually seek the Lord. We seek the Lord. And so here's Isaiah, you know, telling us to seek the Lord while he may may be found. Call him while he is near. It's an invitation for me that as a Christian, I'm called to seek the Lord before I come into a Christian way of life. For some of us, we come into the Christian way, maybe as an adult, maybe as a young adult. But there's a seeking of the truth. And what Isaiah affirms is that the Lord is always near. And in fact, Isaiah says to seek the Lord, to turn to him for mercy. Because we don't don't deserve mercy but God gives his mercy because his ways are so much higher than ours. His thoughts is the creator of all things seen and unseen. It's unfathomable to us, God's creation. Yet we know that God is the creator. As high as the heavens are above the earth, Isaiah says, so high are my ways above your ways. And yet God, as a loving God, seeks his creatures to have a relationship with him. The Psalm, Psalm 145 says, the Lord is near. He is as near as my hand is to my face. You know, he's as near to all of us that call upon him. And so when we call, the Lord listens and he will respond. He is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. And that's good news. When we sometimes fumble in life, when we sometimes get so absorbed in that great paycheck, in that great worldly affirmation in life of of accumulating things or achieving things, there's a great feeling of satisfaction. And and that's a good thing that we're doing something and, and we're rewarded for it. And yet we're made for more. We're made for eternal life. And here's here's really this, <laughs> this beautiful contemplation of St. Paul. And, and we hear that St. Paul is actually writing to encourage the Philippians while he's in prison. A lot of his letters are written in prison. And so he's contemplating, well, in my life, It's good for you because I help to teach and to preach and to be an example of the Lord Jesus Christ. But yet I know in my death, I will be with the Lord. And that's my, that's, that's what I'm really living for is that death. And so what do I choose? I do not know which I should choose, but the reality is, and St. Paul lives it out in his life is that I live today for the Lord. Whether I live or whether I die, it is for the Lord. And so at this moment, I get a choice. I get a choice to love. I get a choice to live. I get a choice to live for the Lord and glorify the Lord in whatever, wherever I'm at, 
in life, as a student in college, as a babysitter taking care of kids, as as wherever I am, running a Fortune 500 company, working in church ministry, retired, uh, a writer, a musician, an artist, a scientist, whatever it is in married life in singled life, in religious life, as a priest, as a religious sister or brother, as a consecrated virgin, in a cloistered monastery, high atop a hill, we are called to glorify Lord, the Lord. And, and St. Paul just says, sums it up here, only conduct yourselves in a, wor- in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ, to live that life of love, love of God and love of neighbor. And so let's look at this beautiful gospel reading. And I just want to look at what Jesus is calling us to. And he's calling his disciples to a parable. And he says, and he's trying to explain, how do you explain the kingdom of heaven? I don't know. But Jesus offered many different parables to help teach and to unpack the vastness of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. So he's talking about this landowner. And what do I see about the landowner as we read? The landowner goes out to hire laborers for his vineyard. The landowner has a vineyard. The kingdom of God has eternal life. And the kingdom of God, God himself is going to go out as the landowner and seek the lost, seek his creation and hire landowners and excuse me, hire laborers for his kingdom. And he goes out early and that daily wage, you know, is, is the promise of eternal life. It isn't different for any one person. And so no matter if he hired a laborer to come at the very beginning of the day, maybe that early on Christian who at the early part of his or her life follows the Lord and continues to joyfully follow and work hard throughout his or her entire life. But what's beautiful about the landowner is the landowner just doesn't stop at one invitation. He goes up at nine o'clock. And then he goes out at noon and then at three o'clock and at five o'clock until the very last hour of the day that he's able to bring in laborers for work. You know, throughout our entire life, the landowner seeks us, seeks us in the vocation that we live out would reflect the love of God. You know, and I'm always humbled by and encouraged by stories where we hear at the last moment of a person's life, they, they, they receive and respond to the word of God, the invitation at that last breath, at that last hour, at that last week of life, that the God continues to seek out these brothers and sisters. And they say yes to the Lord and they receive the eternal reward, the priceless payment of eternal life. And so are we going to be grateful for that gift of eternal life or will we grumble? You know, it's hard to imagine somebody grumbling, but when I see the laborers 
in this example, they're looking at what everybody else gets. What are you getting instead of what's the gift? In, in the parable, the story is about the landowner who gives in abundance. He gives at every time of our lives. And we're called to do the work that when we receive that great gift of grace, of love, of baptism, of the grace and the gift of the Eucharist, that we receive that gift of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, then it changes us. God changes us in our encounter that we are changed. That these workers, because of their relationship with the landowner, have been changed. Jesus changes us. God changes us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. God changes us when we encounter him, when we choose to respond to that call. When we agree for the daily wage, yes, Lord, I desire your eternal life. God's still calling for laborers. Today, you and I are being invited. Whatever vocation that we are living out, we're called to be fruitful in that vocation. And through that vocation, we're called to reflect the love of Jesus Christ and how we serve one another, how we think about one another, how we pray for one another. We pray for our enemies. Father, forgive me as I forgive others. That life of forgiveness, which we heard about in the gospel last week. The landowner offers eternal life at every stage of our lives. Will we receive that invitation? And respond to that call of Jesus Christ to be grateful. It's up to us to respond to that generous and constant gift of eternal life. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. May you have a blessed week. Peace be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.